All right, everybody, welcome back to the Waggle and Whiff podcast yes, with Scotty, Steve, and Emily back Hi-ya. in the house. Hello. More beers being poured. More, yeah, more beers being poured, celebrating a, a Red Sox victory. Oh, Steve's not nervous anymore. He was shaking 30 minutes ago. Yeah, 30 minutes ago, it was, uh, it was a pretty nerve-wracking scene here in the living room. But, yeah, we got that Red Sox win. Now Two got- to one over the Astros. Steve got, uh- is, Steve's in a good mood. And Scotty's shaking out his knees because we got the Dodgers on. No, listen, it's fine. Milwaukee's been a surprise team all year, and it looks like they're going to probably end up winning the series, which, whatever. Um, I'm with Steve. I'm definitely rooting for the Red Sox as I watch him in his big poppy jersey record this podcast for you guys. That's right, baby. So, you know, he's all, <laughs> he's all in. So, Scotty, how yes, was indeed. your weekend? So, the weekend was unbelievable. Um, I spent the weekend down in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, um, at the Mayacoba Resort, probably my favorite place in the world. For those of you that do follow the fall series, in November, the PGA Tour will make a stop at the there on property at the El King. Camion, El Camion, Mayacoba, Mayacoba golf course. Um, actually, was crazy as I didn't get to play any golf. I just spent the time eating, drinking, and lying on the beach. Fourth time I've been. I plan to go back definitely again next year. All right, we're going back together. Hundred percent. Well, let's go. Let's All go. three of us. So give us uh, yeah. this resort. <laughs> this resort's nice. I'm a big like uh, I'm a big amenities guy when okay. it comes to these things. This okay. Is, this is I'm sure this has got all of it. Yeah. No. Li- listen. This is known as the best place on the River Ma- uh, Riviera Maya. Um, I like it. There's four hotels there. So you have the Fairmount where I stayed. They have Ban- Banyan Tree. You have the Anez Hotel. And then the Rosewood Hotel, all on the Mayakoba property. It's like a sustainable living. It's in the middle of a rainforest. You got to take a boat to get to the restaurant. I love that. It's, it's yeah. It's, you it's have boats and the canals and stuff. I've seen, yeah. pic- I've seen pictures of this place. Yeah. I don't know why every PGA Tour player doesn't come to play the Mayakoba. <laughs> it's which unbelievable. Is, which is in the fall series. It's coming up. I think it's like first week in November. But this place just looks like a vacation. Like, why doesn't everybody go play at Mayakoba? Yeah, it, and it's great. I went just in, it's off season now, so I got a great deal. You guys should all go. I, hopefully, they invite me back for a free stay because I can't support the place enough. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's by the way, Mike did but, not pay us for it. Yeah, what's great, what's great is, too, is it, you know you're in Mexico because they let me pay for everything in U.S. dollars. So when I checked in, oh, yeah. I literally handed over quite a few hundred dollar bills and, and was given a room key, no credit card down. I love wow, that. that's kind of nice. Yeah. But like going back to these canals to the yeah. to the restaurants. Yes. Are there alligators in that water? I know that's such a random question, but I just want to know. Not that I know of. Oh, we'll um, eat you alive, baby. Alligators <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. All over that place. You know, maybe a little too much tequila flowing on. So that there's night. a. De- I did a lot of tequila. There's a tequila tasting. Um, there's mm. a brewery on site where you can brew your own what? beer. Uh, it's it's the greatest place in the world. Can we please? Please let's book a vacation. And by the way, the- as as you guys know, we record this here in Los Angeles. It's a four and a half hour drive to the Cancun, and then it's a thirty minute drive, and you're on property behind the gates. It's unbelievably awesome. Yeah. Four and a half hour flight to Cancun, yes. right? and then then a thirty minute drive. Yes. To I was gonna say four and a half hour drive. I think you said that. No, no, we yeah. ain't doing all that. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great that's a great time. But no golf. No just, golf. Just relax. No golf. No golf. I've played the golf course before. I did hit up the superintendent who I have a personal relationship with. He didn't hit me back. Um, and it's my fault because I should have done it earlier. I waited too long. 
but it's fine. He's getting be- ready, you know, prepping the golf course for the tour that's coming in. So that's I know right. he's it's busy. Only like a month away. And yeah. so it's all good. I'll in- I know I'll be back. And you know, if I'm lucky enough to go with you guys, hopefully we can all three out- go out there and play some G. Well, yeah, if you're not I- playing, if you're not playing golf, there's worse places to be and things to do than buy a pool. Yeah, but it's beautiful. Like it's it's my paradise. I know everybody has like their own vacation spots. This is mine. Find your beach. Hello, Corona. <laughs> Get at us. Uh, so I had a uh, I had a good weekend, a relaxing weekend. By the way, it wasn't just like any weekend. Steve celebrated his birthday over the weekend. That's right. I'm I feel bad. I wasn't you know around to celebrate. But what'd you guys do? Well, it was my twenty first birthday. So. <laughs> so a lot a of shots. He had a drink for the first time. <laughs> yep. Never. Yeah. Had a beer for had my first beer. Uh, no, it was a good weekend. Uh, Emily uh, spoiled me around this weekend. Uh, a little Aww. embarrassed to actually say what I did, but oh, don't I, worry, I'll be happy to tell you everybody uh, what you've done. Everybody? Yeah, everybody, everybody in the entire world. E- everything that I did. We're on, okay, not everything that you've done, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> let's keep it PG, guys. <laughs> Loki might get excited over here. Go ahead. So Friday night, we we had a nice little romantic night. We saw oh. a sunset at a new restaurant here in town called Elefante. Oh, Elefante. We're just throwing out free ads to everybody. I know. No more. So we, and then we went to go get drinks for a sunset, and then we went to a nice tapas restaurant. That was delicious. You yeah. had a nice Friday night was day. great. It was a nice relaxing night. I think the highlight was Saturday. We got up, slept in, worked out a little bit. She made me exercise because I'm fat. <laughs> And then I. There's uh, nothing wrong with that. And then she surprised me. On your birthday. She okay. surprised me. I it started off with a nice a massage at Massage Envy, but this was the most interesting massage I think I've ever. It was had an hour and a half massage, so I'm thinking this is fantastic. He's been complaining about how tight he's been. He's be, he'd be golden once he walks out, right? Yes, indeed. So excited about this. Yeah, I was pumped. I'm an hour. And, I don't think I've ever had an hour and a half massage. I've done like the <laughs> yeah. 50 minute yeah. thing, the, the hour long time. thing. So I'm I'm super pumped for this, and I get in. This lady's super sweet. She's you know it's a couple massage. We're in the same room. I tell her, hey, I'm really tight. I got tight muscles everywhere. That's yeah. just the way I am. I've had back surgery. It's a whole long story, but yeah. I won't go that now. Big fusion. Uh, that's right. You're right. And I've just got the reason I have a bad back is because I've got tight muscles everywhere. So I kind of go over. I'm like my legs are really tight. I think she spent about a minute and a half on each leg, out of the hour and a half massage, and then. She proceeded to give me the weirdest massage I think I've ever <laughs> for had an for an hour and a half. Like nothing, nothing felt remotely good about this massage. Like she had one, like if she was touching a okay, foot, she had to have two hands on different parts right. of the body. So, so uh, if she was touching my foot, I, she was like cringing my neck in another weird way. I'm like, lady, what are you doing? All right, so I got to interject here. After like 40 minutes of like this miss like appropriation of touching, like where didn't you speak up? I'll tell you. So I spoke up multiple times and Emily can vouch for me because she's in the couple's room next to me. So she, the first way she started out was that she had two hands and multiple different parts. Of the body, like she had one elbow like on my butt cheek and another one like pulling my shoulder back. Like, like if there was video of this massage, the, the world would explode. So are you face down at this point? Face down. Yeah. Okay. So you have no idea what's going on. She's pulling one part, and so then at least at some that. point, at some point, she's just moving her elbow, like <laughs> digging it into my back, which is not an unheard of technique, but. As she's digging into my back, she would move it so slow. Either it would stay in the same spot or move so 
like mightily slow up my back spine or somewhere else on my back that I after about 25 minutes I'm like you can go a little bit faster and then if you could imagine a rapid fire explosion of limbs just gracing my neck and body at the same like rapid so, fire so did it hurt did it feel good like picture what? picture Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber, when he puts on like Fuck. the apron yeah. and he's like chopping the, the girl's back. <laughs> I mean, it it was the most it, it was the most awkward massage I've had in, in for an hour and a half. So wow. uh, so uh, don't go to that massage if, if you yeah, want an hour and thirty minutes. Like a, Normal massage, really, right? The lady was really sweet. But I got sweet. a massage at the Fairmont Mayakoba that was excellent, but it was only <laughs> an hour. Be wary of the massage envy. No, no, no. Don't say that because I had an immaculate massage. Our massages could not be any more opposite. His was horrible. Mine was great. And then we went for a little mani-pedi sesh. Let me see your nails. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not a... a, uh, I will admit as a man, I've gotten a few pedicures in my life. But I mostly enjoy the, the foot massage and whatever. They cut your nails. So it's like, you know, whatever. I feel like the stigma of the Manny Petty for the male is kind of left a little bit. I think more people are doing this. It was a great day after that. So the massage I got, actually the neck and shoulder massage I got in the chair while getting a pedicure, don't think differently of me everybody, was actually better than the real massage I got. Laying on the uh, table. Laying on the table <laughs> at a proper massage place. Nonetheless, that's enough about our weekends. But it was a really relaxing weekend. Thank you, Emily, for uh, a really lovely birthday weekend. No problem. We also did some karaoke with some friends. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, I, after that story, I had to start drinking. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. And uh, we finished off the most important part on Sunday. Yeah. We finished off with a, a nice round of golf. I that's saw right. you guys posted on the Instagram for all of you that do yeah, follow. The Wagon with Instagram. We... We had a great Sunday afternoon, great weather. Oh, it was beautiful. It was a little hungover from Saturday night. Yeah, but I think you great. should be playing hungover because you played pretty damn solid. Oh, I'm, I'm getting better. Go. I've had a good good summer of uh, getting better. I didn't feel like I played good. Uh, Which is a good sign when you when you post a 77. That's right. Thank oh, you. the score is out. Oh, <laughs> the score is out. Uh, but yeah, it was a good. It was a good. It was just good to be out there. Just yeah. trying to enjoy. So I got a lot of work to do to get ready for November. Is what you're telling me. <laughs> he was out here just firing off 77s, hungover. <laughs> All uh, right, so that's our weekends. Let's get a move on on uh, some big news in town. Just the other day. Big news of the weekend in golf. I think we'll start with Johnny Miller. That Johnny. Was a, that was uh, a. Not so much of a shock to anybody. It's been out there that that Johnny was thinking about retirement. Thoughts on Johnny Miller? Yeah, so so he'll step down after the waste management in February out in Phoenix, which I know my Sun Devil co-host here Mm. uh, loves that tournament. Hopefully, maybe we can make an appearance this year. I've never Um, been. Stevie, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Someone just got Um, back from Mexico. But here's my thoughts. I I know Johnny Miller takes a lot of shit from a lot of people that that hate on him and take shots on him. I think he's unbelievable for for golf. Let me just go over some of the things that Johnny Miller's done. He was the first to shoot 63 in a major for his U.S. Open win um, at Oakmont. He's has 25 career PGA Tour wins, 35 career professional wins. If you look at what he ranks in career wins, it's 23rd all time. So that's more than Raymond Floyd, more than Laney Watkins, more than DL Third, more than 
a Norman, <laughs> more than Crenshaw, more than Tom Kite, more than Nick Price, more than David Duvall. Where they're going to replace him with Paul Azinger, who has 12 career wins and comes in in 82nd on that list. And so while I know a lot of golf fans will celebrate this and say, finally, we got that guy out, I think we're going to miss him. I think we're going to miss his honesty and his you know ability yeah. to get on players. Azinger, to me, is a known Tiger hater, someone <laughs> that, that doesn't really subscribe to the Tiger Woods mantra of golf, and I think we'll miss him. And then also, too, you're breaking up him with Dan Hicks, who now Dan Hicks becomes the senior person in that booth, and I, th- I, th- I think the NBC telecast will not get better with the loss of Johnny Miller. I, uh, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, and a lot of people, you rattled off some pretty impressive stats there. A lot of people forget Johnny Miller was, you know, I guess a lot of people of our demographic of age, you know, forget might forget. Some people, sure. people in their 20s or, or early 30s might forget that Johnny Miller was a phenomenal golfer with a lot of accomplishments. And, and uh, you know, when he was at his best, I mean, there was there was few even at that time that, that could beat him. So he was a great golfer. Uh, congrats on a great career, Johnny Miller. Uh, my thoughts on Johnny, to be honest, so it was interesting that you said that he, he, a lot of people will be happy he's gone, yeah. right? A lot of people that I know love him. Yeah. And he's got a very love hate. Some people hate yeah. him. Yeah. Which is great for an announcer. That's I perfect. Think. That's exactly how it should be. So like Chris I, Collingsworth, you either love him or you hate him. I love right. him. <laughs> I don't mind him. I will admit I was in this camp. I hated Johnny Miller when uh, probably about five or six years ago. I just couldn't stand him. Uh, I didn't like how critical he was, uh, but I can under- understandably so when when the U.S. Open moved away. Mm-hmm. But also just seemed like at times he was just so critical and so brash, and that came off. Let's just face it, like a pompous like ass, you sure. know. And he kind of is, but that's that's sort of what makes him great. At the same time, yeah, Johnny Miller was like the uncle that, or like your dad's best friend, like some one of your dad's friends that you always like as a little kid like hated. You were like, "What this this fucking guy? Like, who does he think he is?" Kind of thing. And then as you grow older, you begin to appreciate the sarcasm. You you begin to appreciate the criticism. It's a great analogy. That's that's what I felt like with Johnny Miller. I mean, as I would say over the last two years, I've grown to appreciate his style a little bit more. Stevie. And growing um, up. Yeah, I mean I'll I still admit sometimes he annoys me, but nobody his delivery was can be so harsh and so critical that it's both funny and correct at the right. same time. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't like that he took a shot at JT um, when he tied his record at the Open. That's the only thing I didn't like. Yeah, right. That, um, there's the pompous ass. Yeah, out. like... That, like that's kind of like... like, that's like come it on. Um, yeah, go ahead, Em. Sorry. I'm just saying, you're going to be, like, a part of the Hall of Fame. Oh, or, no question. So it's like... Two I, majors. Yeah. He has every right to be pompous, in my opinion, and I just think that... It's only... Uh, it was shot a 63 at Oakmont in the U.S. Yeah. Open, which is crazy. And, and to that point, the greatest Johnny Miller thing about that, after he shot 63, there was a rumor, I don't know if this is true or not, but the members at Oakmont got license plates that said, never another 63. And that's <laughs> yeah. Oakmont became like the hardest golf course in America. Right. It's great, but I think it's most fitting that he's going to end his career, be it an, as announcing at the Management Open, just because he is known, what, as the Desert Fox? 
because that's where majority yeah, of his played, best he played golf a lot of good is, desert right? golf good Correct. little good little pickup there yeah he played a lot of good desert golf and his uh yeah i guess he has the nickname like the desert fox yeah it's kind of a fitting yeah place and, he, and he you know yeah. he's lives a great life lives up in napa and he's right, great I, I, I'll, I'll miss we'll drink to him what i what i thought was the funniest thing about johnny miller and and the greatest thing about him was how he made shots sound so much easier than they actually are <laughs> on tour. Like there's criticism of you can just I can hear his voice right now. This putt doesn't do much. Just <laughs> left edge and you know there it is. Not then, e- this is not an then, easy shot. He should get the run within ten feet. Right when it's like kind of a double breaker and it comes down and then he misses it and he's like, well that was just not a, real hard a poor shot there. poor mental error poor mental. So like he's the way kill himself over that one. <laughs> and he'll always blame everything on someone's nerves and he he was just always. But I think that's that a just great... wasn't a very good golf shot. That was. <laughs> I think that's awesome though. No, that's it the was the way it needs to be. It was be his told. style. It was right. his style which was made him great. I I still prefer. Uh, not to end it on this, but I still kind of prefer Faldo's style a little bit better. This is the most honest comparison to Johnny Miller because Faldo is the main analyst with, with CBS, obviously. But Faldo has this way of taking the viewer into the mind of the golfer and just sort of thinking about, okay, this is what he's feeling. Oh, you're just thinking, calm your nerves, control your breathing. Do you know? He brings you into the mind or if you're if things are spinning out of control and someone you've you've gone left on one shot right on one another shot he's bringing you into the mind of i'm trying to protect a lead what just happened like follow does a really good job of bringing you into the mind johnny miller is just straight up just going to be honest and critical and harsh about what what you're doing and again i appreciate it yeah he keeps it real hopefully we'll be out there in phoenix to you know shake him up and, and wish him well None of yep. this hopeful stuff. We're going to be there, All right? right? Let's go. We just got to commit. Let's go, Scotty. We just got to do it. So, again, congrats to Johnny Miller on a, on a great career. He'll be missed. Hopefully he makes another appearance or two here and there. And he will. He said he'll pop his head in from time to time. His sarcastic, uh, his sarcastic commentary a little bit. It's It's great. So Tiger and Phil, yeah, we've had, some, we've had some developments on the Tiger Phil match. I'll say this before yeah. I throw it over to you, Scotty. Go ahead. As first reported on this podcast, yeah. Bible, yes, indeed. If you remember back in I think episode one or two that we posted, we, we mentioned the Tiger and Phil podcast uh, through some of uh, actually my wife Emily's credits. My wife, insider pe- edition, stuff. insider info from the people that are producing. We found out first that you will you know not be able to buy tickets to this thing. It's going to be a desert course. It's at Whisper Rock. No, people aren't. It's not Whisper Rock. Uh, Las Vegas. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Shadow Creek. Rock. Shadow Creek. What? I said Whisper Rock. That's, that's, right. that's the Phoenix. That's right. you're, getting, you're getting excited about Phoenix Trip. That's right. right. You guys got, like me thinking Phoenix. You got me thinking Phoenix. <laughs> so it's at Shadow Creek. It's going to be the super exclusive VIP event. Members are invited. I can confirm that from other members, though. TBD and whether we squeak into this thing or not, but we're going to try <laughs> for you guys. But either way, uh, your thoughts on developments so yeah. far with the Tiger and Phil match? Yeah, um, so when this thing was initially sold, I thought it was going to be absolutely awesome. And now it seems like we're not getting what really was being sold to us from Elise Phil, who, who openly talked about it way back when. Right. And I, I, this to me is just, just seems flat. Um, it's obviously going to be in Vegas. And this is just going to be a very exclusive cocktail party, it sounds like, right? I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And so, and I think they missed an opportunity. And I think 
I think Emily initially talked about this. They could do a lottery or they could do something. You know, Vegas. Outs, so outs, many different ways to make right, this fun. It could totally be outs, Outside of the strip on Vegas, Ve- Vegas is a struggling town with, with a lot of people that below poverty lines. And they could reward kids and do something, you know, really cool for golf and help grow the game. Give, it help, ba- give back. Do a, so much to that. And, and it seems like we're missing all of that. They haven't even announced what charity will be involved. It's hard for me to say and sit here knowing the foundation that the Tiger works with, that the Tiger Woods Foundation won't be involved, but we have no confirmation that nothing's been announced yet as far as what charities will get a, a, a take in this. And to me, they just really miss an opportunity there. And so I'm a little put off by it. I will probably still pay the $25 to watch this, of course. Is that confirmed? Is it $25? Bucks? It's $25 from multiple sources. I, they haven't put it out to buy yet, but it's $24.99. You heard it first, guys, and why go on with? There you go. $25 um, for Tiger I just, I just, this could have been a really cool thing. You know, then, you know, Tiger, they take this on the road and maybe, you know, go and do Spieth and JT or maybe go play Brooks and and. And Kepka in Florida, it could have been really, really cool. And I just feel like we, they missed an opportunity, especially to help go the game and get like kids or, or, or the community of Vegas around this. I couldn't agree with you more. I think we've got the same take on this. To me, this felt like, as you said, a huge opportunity. Now it just feels like a made-for-TV, don't really know what's happening uh, in terms of support, sponsorship, nobody's going to be able to go and watch it. I mean, yeah. just just the ability to sell tickets and yeah. merchandise and you don't even create, need to pit bu- up ropes. create just local let people, buzz around just let the event. Come. Just Or just do it at TPC Las Vegas. Like, don't, why, yeah. why are we going to Shadow Creek yeah. where it's super exclusive and you can't get people in and, and now it's just like, okay, only 200 VIPs and this and that. And what, what does golf struggle the most with? This reputation of exclusivity. Exclusivity. Right? It's only a rich man's thing. It's not for diverse folks or for women. People would Here's be another going example crazy of that, folks. Thing. People would be going crazy if you could sell tickets to this thing. They would sell thousands, tens of thousands of tickets, if not more than that. I just think with all of the hype that's surrounding this, I think it's going to fall a little flat. And it's a really, really unfortunate. Well, I think it's already that, started. You know what I mean? It's yeah, oh, it, totally. But I just don't think that they'll be able to pull it off the way that it should be able to be pulled off. Yeah, there's so I, much potential in this, and maybe they'll maybe they'll do something next year, and it'll be even bigger, and they'll learn from their mistakes. But being at Shadow Creek, I agree, Scotty. Like, it's just the exclusivity part. They need to open it up a little bit more. Yeah. So again, I, I think they still have a window to, to really go big on charities. That's the only way they could save this. But even, even right now, we don't know. Like, if if they would come out and announce the charities, I think a lot of people would say, okay, like twenty five dollars. It's not gonna like make or break my rent. At the end of the day, this is gonna go to benefit something good, and I get to watch golf. And then the Friday after Thanksgiving, win win. They could message that a lot better, and I don't think they, they've done that. The other thing, I'll throw this out there, that I, I'd love to see is that one of the guys putting up some of their own money, people might say, okay, like that's stupid, like no one wants to do that. Sure. But it, it really seems kind of made-for-TV-ish. If neither, neither one of them is going to say, okay, we're playing a $10 million high-stakes match, so winner's going to win $10 million if they win this match. Yeah. And... 
nine million. Or nine million. Nine million. Not, you're right, nine million. I don't know if a percentage of that's going to charity. I don't know all the details. We on don't that. know yet. That's part but, of my, no, my problem. No, no one said that, but it would feel a little bit more personal, a little bit more at stake if you knew someone's bank account was still going to lose like a million dollars if you lose this match. So that would make that would make it so much more interesting. So not having to give up any personal money as far as we know right now makes it a lot less interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, they missed this one. We'll keep you guys posted as, as we find it. We're still trying to go, though, for all the Wessel since, and Wait, wait since, since we are the we breaking be news VIPs, organization you know? of the Tiger and Phil match, we're still, uh, we'll still be on top of this, and we'll let you guys know what happens there. Uh, we had a couple of tournaments this weekend. Yes, so indeed. Mark Leishman, the winner. Yes. Uh, yeah, so no, he, the CIMB Invitational, which was played in Malaysia. So he fired a 7-under on the final day. Um, ended up winning by as a score of 26-under, which tied the tournament record set by Mr. J.T. Thomas in 2015. Now moves uh, Leishman up to number two in the FedEx Cup points and his official world golf ranking at number 16. So I just want to talk about, real briefly here, uh, the consistency of Mark Leishman. I don't, he's not a household name. However, he has been so consistent over the last two years. I would tell you in 2017, seven top 10, 16 top 25s with an earning of $5.8 million. In 2018, six top 10s with 10 top 25s and a $3.7 million compares very closely to, I'm not going to put his name out here first, but 2017, this player had six top 10s, eight top 25s and won 2.4 million. 2008, he won seven top 10s, 11 top 25s and $4.4 million. So almost very identical statistics. That would be Roy McIlroy. And so you can see he's been as consistent as, you know, the top, golfers in the entire world and i know again he's not the the name that a lot of all golf fans or followers follow but if you look at what he's done the last two years he's probably been by far top five consistent golfer and cuts made in top 25s so are you calling it right now right now that leishman's going to have one hell of a year in I'm 2019 s- i'm saying a lot of people picked him to have a great year this year in you know majors. you know I, I think again winning a major is a different skill He's dominated tournaments and, and put low numbers out there. I don't know if he has enough to do it, and that's what's great about golf is you got to do it on Sunday on the back nine when the pressure's up. The CIMB Classic, you know, no. You can go out there and just fire your number. I'm not going to call him a major winner in 2019 or 2019 season, which has started already. Um, however, I feel like obviously he's a shoe in for the President's Cup, and I would expect him to be top ten in the world and someone that is there and competing all year in the, the top of the FedEx Cup. I agree. He's a super consistent player. I love his swing. He's got this sweet, smooth fade that he hits. I mean, I don't, great, like, guy. Sounds like just a great yeah, Aussie. Exactly. Sounds like a great guy, good family guy. But, I mean, if you've talked to him, like, he, I haven't talked to him. But, <laughs> it, uh, but yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree with you more in terms of consistency and, and get some great numbers there with the uh, Rory McIlroy comparison. My only beef about I thought this. He, I thought he'd compete better in the British Open. Interesting. Really, really thought that he'd keep the ball low and he'd be he'd be a great. Pick but his for strength that. is length, right? And that's what all fuels at the British Open. Well, this year because it was burnt to shit and you were just like <laughs> launching two irons like nine, you know, four hundred ninety yards. But 
yeah, he's he's a great guy. Good win for him. It, the fall season though is a little bit hard. I mean, I didn't watch. I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't watch any of the CIMB Classic yeah, in Malaysia well, this week. I was in Mexico, so there you go. <laughs> but I mean, you looked up kind of what the news was and how yeah. he performed and what he did well, and you know what he did well was his putting this past tournament. But looking through just past, he got second in this tour last year. So he has a record of playing really event, well at this event, not yeah. tour, at the event. He already has um, past good experience, so it's just the matter of if he's going to be able to keep it up or not. Let's, uh, let's hope so. I, I'd like to see him do well. I'd root for him if he's in a Sunday group. We're all rooting for him. So we got some Bron Bron, Lebron news. That's right. His son, Bronny, uh, was seen swinging a golf club and... Well, it looked like hitting a golf ball into the Pacific Ocean. What That's was right. your reaction, Stevie? Uh, I don't know. First reaction was like, where is he? Is that Cabo? Is that... Yeah, we were, no one knows, right? Bronny's uh, living his best life out there. In the- my first reaction was, I hope his jump shot's better than his golf swing. But uh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> but it is, by the way. Uh, He's uh, top in his class. So. <laughs> it does look better yeah. than his golf swing. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he made solid contact. You can tell he's got the hand-eye coordination. I thought it was a funny, funny Instagram post uh, with Bronny there. It was, <laughs> it was great to see him swing out of his sandals into into the uh, into the ocean. open toe shoes. The left leg gets a little loose on that. If you guys want to look it up on Instagram or Twitter, you can find this thing. It's uh, not a full waggle and whiff, though. It's not a full waggle and whiff. It's kind of close. But he's off a deck. It's, this place look, just looks beautiful. We're watching it right now on Emily's computer. I feel it's like an M1. He's hitting an M1. And it looks he got a good piece of it. What were your thoughts? No, it, this is just funny to me. Um, it's funny that it, it actually wound up on Golf Digest's IG story. <laughs> um, but it just goes to show you the fact that, you know, things like golf are so diverse and there's so many people that can enjoy the game from different levels and it's great to see someone like you know obviously he didn't get this on his own this comes from you know savannah and Bron, and you know letting their sons do different things and have fun activities with golf that's only good for the sport it grows it it shows that people that look like lebron or look like Bronny can participate in golf which is obviously big for me and so i i applaud this and i think it's fun no of course yeah i think i think it's fine i think it's it's great i mean especially the fact that it winds up in a golf digest story because at that point again it's showing it's showing that sort of that sort of inclusion everybody can play this game everybody can do it let me put my Johnny Miller hat on a little bit here. Go ahead. <laughs> this swing needs we a, need more Johnny needs Miller. A, it needs a little bit of work uh, on this. Not that he's con- concentrating too much on his golf swing, but hey, look if you're if you're in Cabo or wherever he's at right now, well, and you're at a beautiful resort. Like, come on, Bronny. Here's maybe the maybe put the golf club in his hand. Here's I'm just the saying. thing. Like, you let's guys, see what he can do. Let's see if we can get Tiger number two up in here. You guys both live in Brentwood. So, Bronny, you want to come out? Stevie, so Stevie sure. will give me a lesson. Far. We're neighbors. We're neighbors. No big deal. We'll just go knock on his door. Maybe we'll go trick-or-treating over to them oh. come uh, Halloween. Oh, very tiny. Like, hey, Bronny, want to go play golf? <laughs> it's great. Nevertheless, it's a couple streets down from where we record this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple of major streets. I'm just saying, uh, do not be fooled. It's a couple of major streets away. The yeah. house difference is very different. <laughs> 
Very different. Brentwood, Steve, Brent, Brentwood's Steve. got some very different for the area code of Brentwood. Let me just tell everybody on this podcast who hasn't been to LA. They're being modest. They're very modest, but division of housing below Sunset Boulevard and above <laughs> Sunset Boulevard, <laughs> where people like LeBron live, is very different. You're talking but they about. live in the same neighborhood, folks. <laughs> yeah, we can say that. We can say it. We're basically neighbors. Yeah, there you go. But do you know who else? Who uh, had a run-in with the cops this weekend? Ooh, we got a news story. Was it me? I was in Mexico, so it wasn't me. A guy from Connecticut. Do you maybe know him? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I don't know him. I still have not read where the story came from, but this is a good lead-in. So a man in Connecticut steals over 20,000 golf balls from a driving range and resells them <laughs> to a nearby driving yeah. range. First of all, I, first, I think this is hilarious. It's great. Second of all, Can't knock the hustle. how much money did the guy make for doing this? Which You don't steal 20,000 golf yeah. balls overnight. Like This is going to take a devised plan. thousand percent. So if you read the stories that we're hearing is that he took over 20,000 golf balls. So I did a 20,000 times 70 cents, which is the arbitrary number that the golf... You pay for range balls. Yeah. Whatever, right? That comes out to $14,000 as long as I'm not that unintelligent in math, <laughs> which definitely could be the case. So, yeah, obviously a little bit of money here because they found over 3,000 golf balls at his home Right. when they turns out that he, I don't know if he confessed or they found out that he had stolen over 20,000 of them So and sold them at 70 cents a pop. I, which, yeah, it's just crazy that they even found out how they sold 20,000. How we stole twenty thousand golf balls? I just picture. I think this is hilarious because how do you like even find out? First of all, just let's circle this back. How do you even think about the fact that you're gonna go do this? Right? Like, hey, I got this great idea. I'm gonna go across the street and steal a ton of golf balls, and then I'll probably be able to go to sell them like a mile away for X amount of money. But and then the kicker, I'll never get caught. No, but the kicker is is that the golf balls that he stole had the club's logo yeah, on the golf ball. So the person who was at the other golf range down the road or down the county Okay, noticed, so he reported him in. There was uh, that noticed that there was a different logo on the golf balls at the driving range. And like in in here, I, I'm obviously not defending what this guy did. But at some point, like... I respect it. <laughs> well, <laughs> the hustle. again, can't knock the hustle. The golf course that he was selling these golf balls to with the logo of another golf club, like after like the fifth golf ball that you 20, see that, you, that you've doled over 70 cents a pop for, aren't you starting to question where he got these? <laughs> and so like I... I there is a lot of blame to go around here. <laughs> Obviously, this guy is at the center of it, but this golf club that is buying all the with the other golf club's logo on it, I don't think should be completely innocent. I totally agree. I also think that it'd be really funny to actually see video or figure out like how they actually found the yeah. guy. I almost picture, I mean, you're right. Like If it had the other logo on the ball, that kind of answers the question before <laughs> I'm even going to present this. But Bad criminal. I almost picture this guy out at uh, in the driving range, and they're, they're like, "Guys, we're just like, what what's happening here? We just we bought ten thousand golf balls like last week. Now 
We've only got five. Like, we just lost, like, 5,000 golf balls in a week. Like, what happened? And then the next week, they're like, what happened? So then they, like, set up, like, a like a lighthouse tent. Like, I'm picturing, like, Shawshank Redemption with, like, a, a light, like, circling. And there's, like, a, a golf ball burglar in, like, the driving range where there's, like, hockey helmet on and like he's like running around like trying to avoid the spotlight what is going on when you're stealing 20 like how do you even steal 20,000 golf balls do you have one of those things that picks up all the golf balls are you stealing like the range guys thing where you're like driving around like stealing all the golf balls (laughs) this is a great you can't just like pick up three golf balls at a time in your (laughs) the palm of your hand and throw them like this is like a great conspiracy it was like paying off was he was he driving like the picker machine and like I want the guy to come up Oh, let's get him on the, <laughs> the pod. Pick, let's exactly. definitely get him on drive, the pod. Drive the picker machine at night. Like that's a, that's what I'm saying. Like there's there's I'm very curious about the the strategy the here and stealing point. this many golf balls. Listen, well, he got him. Well, but unfortunately, this guy is currently on a ten thousand dollar bail. So I don't know if we're. Gonna oh, perfect. So he made <laughs> so he made fourteen. According he to Scotty's math, according to he's still up five grand. <laughs> yeah, he's still up five grand. This is amazing. <laughs> what a guy. What All right. Well, if you want to come on the podcast or anybody involved in this wants to come on the podcast I, that has more details, I'd love to hear. Yeah, he is from Connecticut, so we'll just leave that's it at true. that. We, yeah, I should probably probably <laughs> explore. Uh, that's. I think that's that's all I had, Scotty. What, uh, what, else, what else you got? Anything? I think that's it. All right. That's all we got for this week. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for that, listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Waggle and Whiff podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Waggle the letter N Whiff, all one word. Same thing on Twitter. Go ahead and follow us. More stuff coming your way on social media, and we'll see you guys next week.